to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah, welcome. Who are you and uh, what, what are you all about? <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Fiend Adeni. Fiend, but a lot of people call me Finn. Um, I'm a brand identity designer from Nigeria. I'm currently a senior designer in some design agency here in Nigeria. It's called Check DC. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> nice, nice. Just, yeah. uh, just a word of warning. Uh, when you tap your desk, I can hear it really loudly in my headphones. Okay. It's all good, it's all good. Uh, I've had that problem many times uh, on many podcasts. Yeah, it's <laughs> like when you're listening, when you're listening to it, it feels like someone's tapping like, inside your head. Ah, uh, funny. All right, but, um, but no, it's all yeah. good. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome because that's one thing I want to chat with you about as well. That Nigerian design scene, obviously Nigeria as a whole as well, um, something that I don't think many people would know about. Like, like what it's actually like to live in Nigeria. Like how many people from Nigeria do we talk to on a daily basis? Like none. So, uh, <laughs> so good to chat with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, how, how did you originally came across the podcast? You joined in a couple of uh, of the community calls, uh, and yeah. yeah, we just wanted to do this podcast for ages. I've really badly been delaying it um, because it, well we came to it and it was like we tried to do it on Saturdays and then we couldn't make it work um, but yeah we're here we're here and recording it but uh, yeah so what is what is living in Nigeria like? Uh, so um, I've lived in Nigeria all my life and um, you know I thought I thought we had it pretty good to like a couple of times I think I've been to Manchester I've been to um, Dubai and then I was like wow so other countries are like this. And so um, living, living in Nigeria, you know, it's, it's um, one of the biggest countries in Africa. And um, uh, it, is, it is pretty uh, bittersweet. So sometimes it's really good. Some, some other times it's really, um, yeah, different experiences. So uh, summarize everything is a bittersweet experience and you could just hope for the best every day. Um, being a designer here in Nigeria, it's, uh, it's been a lot of experiences for me because, uh, and I think it's probably like this in other countries, but um, I, I can't say as well, but uh, Nigeria, for one, we haven't de um, developed that value for design yet. And so um, a lot of Nigerian designers are really hopeful to work with foreign clients because uh, our clients here in Nigeria don't really value design as much and um, which is which is quite funny because looking at the Nigerian space we have a rich history in art and design uh, yeah, yeah. I mean um, from from ancient uh, I don't know is Egypt in Africa I, I don't know but I yeah, think yeah. it is yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah from things like um, hieroglyphics to traditional art and all that kind of stuff you you see um, that we have a rich history in some form of art and it has developed into design. So um, modern technology has helped us to be able to expand our artistic history and you know explore design as well. But unfortunately, it, it seems like people still don't, don't uh, value design as much um, despite this rich history we have. And so um, a lot of people are not willing to pay as much for design. A lot of people haven't um, seeing the importance of design um, in businesses, in um, in communications, and in a lot of things where design where design is currently taking like a prominent space around the world. It's like here in Nigeria, a lot of people haven't started to value it as much yet. So, 
it's mm. it can yeah. be yeah no that, that's something I think it's something that comes with um, uh, when everyone I don't know I don't know yeah it's, it's tricky I don't know why people value design I guess it makes people makes things pretty makes things look nice <laughs> why, why, that's a good question though isn't it like why do people value design especially like, in, in richer countries like, like the UK or USA like, it's considered something that you know we have to have a designer in the in the in the uh I don't know, in the company. Like everyone has to have a designer because that makes everything look great. But maybe is there like a more fundamental approach to, to business? Like strip back, everything has to be sort of... I, sort of uh, yeah. yeah, like over here, like businesses are... Uh, how, do, how do I say this? Um, so like if it, if it doesn't... There, there's a streamlined way to do business here. And so um, because it has worked for like years and years and years... Um, people aren't willing to invest that much in design because for them, it's like, what returns are they getting from design, especially when they're used to doing things their own way, you know, just have like, if they have right. um, a flyer or a brochure, you don't need to make something beautiful. We just make something that works, something that looks good and it works for them. But for countries like the UK or more um, richer countries, like um, you earlier said, it's design has found a way to make things better for them. Um, so, uh, I think I was looking through, um, how design helped in communications in the U S um, during times of the world war and, um, mm. just how design, um, found its way into helping them in situations like that in critical times and design was pretty, um, uh, vital in those spaces and all. And so, um, for countries like Nigeria, it's ugh, it's just ugh, for them. <laughs> so yeah. Um, how's your studio dealing with that then? How are you getting around the fact that people maybe not don't value it as much? Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, based off everything I've said about Nigeria, it seems like it's 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 not really every. It's not like it's everybody in the country that doesn't value design. All right. Some right. people actually do value design. Some companies have seen that um, they need design to, they need good design to be able to reach their target audience and to be able to speak um, a language, a kind of visual language that their audience can understand and can attract them. And so um, we have some pretty decent clients who have come to us and they go, oh, we're about to start our business or we want to refresh our business. And we know that we can't take this next step without good design. And all, and so um, yeah, I mean, design is generally it's having some, it's rising in um, in um, awareness. Like people are more aware of what good design is and how it can help them. It's just not rising. It's not just where it is everywhere else in the world. It's not there yet over here. But at least there are people who who are starting to value it and willing to invest in getting good design. So yeah. I feel like I've said yeah, design the whole lot. Design, 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 design. <laughs> <laughs> it is a creative design podcast, yeah. So yeah, um, I can't blame you. Can't blame me for that. But yeah, it's it's, it's something over here as well that I think uh, you can definitely see the people who do and don't value design. Um, so typically, um, stereotypically, the more young, uh, like um, the more local businesses will value design less. Uh, yeah. So maybe a one person startup will just say, oh, we'll get something from online, maybe Fiverr or maybe not even just have a logo, just go with something they yeah. can find on the internet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just nicked off Google. Yeah, but, I mean, um, something like that. 
So many local businesses here, they, they don't even have logos. They probably just um, take a picture of the owner of the business and slap it yeah. everywhere. And so they they use their own pictures as logos for their businesses. And it's <laughs> it's pretty weird sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Seeing a lot of pictures of just just people, like, like no real. <laughs> so what, uh, this is interesting because so when you came over to to Manchester or went to Dubai, like, how what was the difference? What what did you notice that was like, radically different? Um, uh, I went I went to I was in Manchester when I was a kid. I think in two thousand and eight. So, um, I okay. I really wasn't conscious about design, but I did have some um, form of like um, consciousness for art. And stuff, and just looking from the structures of the buildings to um, the colors used in the malls, the signage, and everything. Like one of the key um, key um, things that I noticed, grow, I mean, at that young age, was how things were brighter, co more colorful, and more structured. So, it seemed like everything was done with intention. Unlike here, we just want to make tall buildings. We just want to make, <laughs> but yeah, and. Um, yeah. What other thing did I notice? Um, generally, the ambience, um, the weather, of course, it was super cold. Oh, man, yeah. Man, it was yeah, super the cold. I was walking. It's funny because yeah. it's really, really hot and sticky right now. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've seen a couple <laughs> of people complain right now. I was there in um, in September 2000 and, 2008. Yeah. And so, like, I think it was autumn that time. So it was just about um, getting close to winter. So everywhere was starting to get really cold like my little brother and i were walking down the streets and he froze like he literally just stopped on the road i just i can't move anymore he just froze there <laughs> it was crazy it was crazy. have you ever seen uh, a film called cool runnings uh, no i don't think so no uh it's, it's a good film it says it's about a, a jamaican bobsleigh team and they go to canada for um for, for the Olympics, and uh, they get out of the airport, and they're just freezing. And they're just, they've got all of their the suitcase, got all the clothes on. It's great. It's so funny. Uh, it's a fantastic film. You should watch it. Yeah, definitely uh, check actually, it out. Good point on the weather thing, right? People complaining about weather, right? This this annoys me, and it's such a privilege to be complaining about hot weather in the UK. Like we're, we're on Twitter moaning about the hot weather. Like, yeah. is that all we can do? Stop doing it. And I'll probably get a few people messaging me after this. Like, just just saying, oh, you know, it's all right. We can do what we want on Twitter. We get our own channels. But like, if I've mentioned it in other podcasts as well. Yeah. People, um, people are saying stupid stuff on Twitter. It, it doesn't help you when you know, maybe looking for a job or maybe you're trying to get a client. People say mm -hmm. see you moaning about the weather on there. People are going to see you as a complainer. Yeah. You're going to start seeing you posting all of your thoughts on the internet. That's not a good thing. Um, <laughs> and you may see it as a public forum and you can say what you want on there. You can, but mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it can really damage you, I think, as well. And, and I think uh, I wish I'd been a bit more careful of what I did uh, post oh. as a younger person. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting that you mixed, you picked up on the weather thing because uh, yeah. we can't complain about it. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's mostly hot over here. Like, most of the time, it's really hot. And, um, yeah. you know, we're getting cold weather to us To us is like, it's like a gift. It's like a gift from God. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the rain, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is what it is. So, uh, yeah, um, I think I, I was at Dubai in um, 20, 2018. And um, then, I, I like, I just started my design um career in quote and so 
I was more conscious about design. And it's just, it's funny how Dubai is just beautiful. Like, you, even if they didn't paint anything or they didn't, you, you didn't see any design, it already looks like a beautiful yeah. work of art. It looks like someone intelligently designed the, the whole place. Everything is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, it was for me, it was um, one of those cases where you started to see design move from a screen to becoming a real life app, like being applied in real life. So even in the buildings, the way the curves, the, you know, it just, it was just beautiful. It was like, ah, that was what it was. That's what Dubai really looked like for me. And then <laughs> the art everywhere, the, um, they had a lot of mosaics um, of their chic or what it, their prime minister or something. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but they had a lot of mosaic um, of him on the walls, pictures, paintings, it was just a beautiful place to be, especially for a designer. It was really, it was like heaven for me, design heaven for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I'd love to go one day. I really would. How hot is it over there compared to Nigeria? My God, Dubai is hot. And <laughs> here in Nigeria, it's like dry heat. So it's, it's hot, but it's dry. But there in mm. Dubai, it's like damp heat. So you, you can uh, almost touch the heat. Like you can almost feel it like this. It, it was crazy. <laughs> oh, I've got you. You lost me a second there. Oh, but yeah. You can. Are you saying you're almost? You can almost like touch it. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, you can almost touch the heat. Like it's really hot, <laughs> and we, for some reason, decided to go to the um um saf- no, what's it called again? The desert. Like they had this safari thing going on, and ah. Uh, <laughs> Worst decision of my life. Worst decision of my life. <laughs> it was so Let's hot. It was so hot. The sun was hot. The the air was hot. Everything was hot. It was so hot. <laughs> hey, look at us complaining about the weather again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place. I'd love to go one day. Like the Burj Khalifa and, and all the amazing, uh, the amazing architecture they've got over there. Incredible. Mm. Really, really incredible. Um, but yeah, so, so Nigeria, tell me more about it. Like, because it was obviously from the UK, the media perception of uh, African countries, uh, or any other country really, we all have this perception that's fed to us, right? Yeah. Uh, of, of America, of uh, African countries, of Asian countries. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, it's, n- it's never, it's really positive and it's really sad that from the media. Um, so I'm wondering also what your perception of the UK is as well. That, like, do your media talk about us at all? Like, oh, or, yes, or do you have any perceptions of us? Um, I mean, uh, the UK. I don't. I don't think I have any um, bad. So you want? <laughs> no, like, it's all right. I, I think I have. A, I have a lot of friends from the UK, so um, I haven't had reason to, you know, believe anything negative that media posts because, like, I'm, I've met amazing people. But yeah, I mean, I would love to learn. A little more about the UK, so if you if you don't mind talking about it, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we'll get into it. I mean, like, so, so yeah, I mean, the, the media in the UK, uh, as I think a lot of the listeners from the UK will know, it's it's yeah, it's negative. It's a very negative um, stereotype of a lot of the images we see, uh, a lot of the stuff they show us. If we hear about African countries, it's probably uh, through something like Save the Children or or a charity organization. That's trying to do good work there, 
Um, and it's really about oh, this amazing startup city coming up in uh, Rwanda, for example, or a startup city uh, that's booming. And, and there's really like loads of tech going into that place. And it's, it's fantastic. It's, you know, it's growing. Um, that's probably more like documentaries on YouTube or, or like certain documentaries made about it. But there's nothing in the general news about that. I, I can't ever find it. Um, so it's definitely, it definitely feels more negative and it's, it's a real shame. So that's why I'm also talking to you today to like, to, to bring out the positive side of Nigeria and to bring out the like the amazing design work, like we've seen uh, the, Niger- the the Nike and um, football kits of the last couple of years coming out of Nigeria. <laughs> this is one of my favourite things about uh, Nigeria. Like I've got it upstairs. Like uh, the, the the amazing amazing football kits that are based on um, you know, Nigerian patterns and, and yeah. style and colour. They're fantastic. I think we need some more of that in in, in Western design life. Uh, so it's yeah, it's interesting. The perception of it so did you yeah, from nigeria do, do you talk about the uk at all like is there anything well over, uh, <laughs> over here in nigeria um i mean except um when we have uh like just general news like something's happening in the uk and you know we see it on the news but um there hasn't necessarily been any um negative portrayal of the uk as well um on my own path, uh, I only talk. I mostly talk about the UK when I'm talking about my design friends or just the general design space. You know, um, uh, I've been privileged to to or to work with one 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 man from the UK, and um, you know, it was a pretty good experience. He has really um, in depth uh, design knowledge, and I think a friend of mine went to a design school in UK, and she talks about it pretty well. Like it's pretty good. And also, yeah, I think um, the UK is is like it's almost like heaven for a lot of us here because that's where a lot of Nigerians go really? to as well. Yeah, um, if you follow um, football, like a lot of football teams have a lot of Nigerians in their um, okay. Alex Awobi. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think some more. <laughs> uh, Vic- Victor Moses. Oh, uh, Victor play- Moses. I don't he's like he- Victor Moses, but yeah, oh, well, that's yeah. another story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, who else? We we have a lot of Nigerians in the um, football space, especially. Um, there's Fika, yeah, yeah. Fikayo Tomori, um, Bukayo Saka, you know. Saka, yeah. Yeah. Great player. Yes, he is. I mean, I don't like his team, but I'm not going to say anything about that either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I don't... Nice. After what yeah, his yeah. team did to us in the FA Cup final? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think the UK is is um is usually like um when a lot of Nigerians want to leave here, you know, want to look for a better space, um, usually they just go to the UK. But you know, all these things I'm saying doesn't necessarily mean Nigeria is that bad. I mean, just like you said, um, the media has done a lot to portray us as bad, and I just feel like yeah. you know everybody in their different countries has their struggles, and nobody really has it all figured out. I mean, except Iceland. In Greenland, but yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody. Really, I was gonna say, yeah, they're amazing, aren't they? <laughs> they are, like ah, they are. But yeah, I mean, most of us don't have it figured out, and it would be terrible if we just lean in on all the bad stuff and don't celebrate mm. the good stuff that we have. I mean, just like the football kits you talked about, um, the Nigerian football kits for last year and this year, they're they've been amazing, and they're just based off Nigerian pat- patterns. Um, we have a lot of Nigerians, even in the design space, that are doing a lot of great things. A lot of them have been featured in exhibitions, art exhibitions, design exhibitions, and 
you know, being part of um, huge teams. Um, you remember, I, I think you know this designing um, agency, Pentagram? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we recently had um, um, a design studio here who had an exhibition at um, Pentagram, I think um, about er earlier this year. And, you know, it was that was a big win for us because um, a lot of people hear Nigeria, Nigeria, Nigeria this, Nigeria that, Nigeria this. But, you know, we have to also celebrate the good things that we have. I mean, look yeah. at look at me. I'm, I'm a good thing for Nigeria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The best, best thing coming out, of it, coming out of Nigeria right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the Creative Waffle podcast. That's a huge one for us. Go, Nigeria. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I do. I do agree completely. I agree completely. There's so many, so many good things, and some fantastic footballers. Um, if we're going back to football, but um, how 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 do we get like? I guess I guess it's more like more things like this, like coming on the podcast, chatting about it, chatting with people that are ignorant to it or, or don't know about it, and getting the the good news out there. Because I think that's um, that's something that I think we have to look for ourselves. I don't think it's going to be given to us, and that's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people that are doing that, you know, um, finding or creating platforms to celebrate more of what we do. But, you know, a lot of people are also just sitting down waiting for the platforms to come to them. But, you know, we can, I mean, the little we can do to celebrate ourselves and put ourselves out there for the world to see, yo, this is this this is the good stuff that we do. This is the good stuff about us. Uh, I think that more Nigerians and not just Nigerians, but people in other countries, designers, artists, photographers, whatever you're into. I feel like a lot of people should, you know, start building platforms for themselves where they can announce and celebrate the good things about them and their countries. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, I think that's interesting that you say that because I was saying to my family the other day, I don't feel, it might sound strange, but I don't feel totally uh, connected with the British um yeah, what's what you meant? You know, uh, how do I say? Like uh, the British, I don't feel totally British. Is what I'm trying to say. But I know, <laughs> I know it's gonna sound weird. I don't, I don't, I definitely don't feel connected to like the government or the royal family or anything like that. I don't, I just don't. They don't represent what I think. Um, and I think so. There's, I think there's a big disconnect with younger people. I'm feeling British these days, and that's that much been me and conversations I've had, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not. It's interesting. I'm trying to work it out in my head. Yeah, I, I, I think I kind of understand what you mean, and um, it's, it's. I think just like you said, like the younger people or something, because it happens. It's happening over here too. Like, I'm, I'm feeling less Nigerian in quote. Like, I really. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out in my head too, but I, yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah, totally yeah. relate to what you're talking about. I think I totally understand that. Yeah. There's like a, a new wave of Nigerian, a new wave of English coming. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to ask There's you. A... I wanted to ask you a couple of yeah, questions. Yeah, go for it. Is that good? Um, so yeah. uh, tell me. I mean, um, I think I've been following you for about uh, for about a few months now. The first time I heard about you, or I heard you, was on um, Connor Fowler's um, The Fowler Hour. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, who's this chill guy? Like, you sounded so calm. So I was like, who's this dude? 
And also, <laughs> I wanted to ask just a little bit about your design history. Um, how did you come about design? Did you have background in education, education design, or anything? Just to know a yeah, little bit about that. Awesome. Yeah, wicked. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a Mark, 22, uh, from England. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, did um, graphic design at school. I then did it at college. Then. Um, Went on to do a thing called Shillington Design College instead of university because I felt you know, I felt a bit of pressure from from family to do an extra extra education and also I needed it, um, which was and it was great. So that was like a, a by a sort of left step of university rather than going to university because that's something that's you know that's something that's pushed quite a lot over here. I still think it's really too much pushed by um, the design overlords in a sense like DNAD or. Um, <laughs> You know, or, or, or the big, you know, the big, big designers that you sort of you need to go to to uh, university to be the the next big designer. You yeah. don't. That's just that's just that DNAD have loads of partnerships with loads of universities and, and these amazing uh, setups they have to make money and um, to get into grad shows and all these sort of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, you don't need to go to university to be a great designer, but you can. Um, so I didn't, and uh, now I, I sort of did freelance for a while and. Um, and then uh, worked somewhere out the out that I wanted to do football design, and now I work for uh, after a year of a year of just doing football design on social media and putting it out there and making making it known to the world that I want to do football design and want to work at a Premier League club. Uh, now I do, <laughs> so it sort of panned out quite nicely. Um, that's great. That's that is so great. Um, when you were doing design in school, um, you said in college, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Did. Did you, was that what you always wanted to do? Did you think like that was where your future was heading with, like where you were heading with your future design? Yeah, I think so. I think I wanted, to, I found out that I wanted to do design probably around the age 13. And mm. uh, it's like nine years ago. Wow. And uh, that's when I started up my own Twitter page and sort of, sort of, sort of set up a business, but it's like a, a Twitter page. It was, it wasn't a business. Um, yeah. And then just uh, started working for local cricket. Uh, bat manufacturers and like doing designs for cricket because I was big on cricket at the time, um, and then getting into sports that way I guess. And then uh, did my own magazine and yeah, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed um, just doing design on the side and outside of school. So I've always had that work ethic of doing more than just school work or doing more than just what's required, um, and yeah, carried it through. Oh, that's that's amazing, man. Uh, I I studied um, computer technology in school. Um, that was when I moved to university. So immediately after high school, I went into university. And for like the four years that I was in university, I swear to God, like I had no idea what I was doing. Like I did, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with mm. my degree. And it was, I found, I found design in my first year in school. And I was just doing it on the side because, you know, I just like to design. Um, my fr- a friend of mine had, he had a um, Photoshop cracked version. And I was like, yo, can I have it? Nice. And nice. <laughs> that was where I started from. And I was just doing it on the side, you know, doing DJ covers, doing flyers for church, doing all that kind of stuff. But all the while, like I had no idea what I was going to do in my future because I knew that I wasn't I wasn't cut out to be a computer technologist or an engineer or anything like that. And so when I left school, I told myself I left school in 2018 and I told myself, you know what, I'm going to do design. I'm, I'm just going to focus on design for the rest of my life. But unfortunately, uh, my country has this, um, this uh, what will I call it, this thing they do. So once you're out of university, 
they place you on a one-year job contract in in um in any organization that needs um your skill sets based off what you studied in school so if you studied music in school um an organization will reach out to them and they and then just be like oh we need someone who studied music and so for one year you were going to work in a music company or something and you know get you get paid like really really cheap like really really nothing, low right. yeah close to nothing for yeah a lot of work you do a lot of work <laughs> so uh for one year i was working at this um, it firm uh audiovisual systems and all that and i was working there doing um, um computer programming and i did that for a whole year i wasn't working nine to five i was working nine to whenever they told me to go home because Mm. Uh, most of the time we would go to clients houses to install systems for them and all and it was it was crazy because for one year i was doing that and during the day because they wouldn't let me design in the office so i'll do that during the day then i'll come back home um between 10 o'clock and uh 2 a.m in the morning i'll just be designing putting out content on instagram like yo i got i need to get 10k followers i need to let people know that i'm doing design <laughs> And, all. Yeah. and it was really crazy because um, it was last year, October, that I stopped, like the one year job placement ended. And between October and June, uh, I think I told you that I started, I just started the job in June. Yeah, yeah. And um, just similar to your story, I just started putting out con content, like the brand identity content, like this is, this is what I do. And I would really love to, you know, mm -hmm. work in an agency and while i was getting more clients i was getting clients freelance if i throughout that one year i made more money off freelance than i was getting um from the one year job placement thingy and so I, while i was getting more contracts you know freelance doing work i really wanted to have that agency experience i wanted to know what it was like and in june they just reached out to me and were like yo we want you to come work for us and i'm like okay let's do this and so yeah I think that's nice. the summary of my story, you know, just finding design as a lost kid. And here I am today. <laughs> that's cool. That. That's really cool. And this is, yeah. you know, this is something that um, a lot of sports athletes talk about as well is, yeah. So people like Conor McGregor talk about this a lot um, about sort of believing uh, and then thinking it, like really believing it in your head and then, and then doing the work and, and eventually you'll get there. Um, so seeing it, believing it and achieving it in a way. Um, mm -hmm. But but that that visualization and there's something that's come up on a podcast recently with a designer called Craig Black, um, who was up in Scotland and he he really does believe in it. He really does believe in in this visualization thing and he talks about it every morning to himself and he he goes through it. And I think that was similar, although I didn't want to, um, I didn't I didn't visualize uh, things and well I guess I did visualize working in a football club and the dream job sort of thing, but I didn't. Um, didn't say to say to myself every morning, but I, you know, I put it out in the world. Yeah, uh, I said I thought it in my head. I thought I can really see myself working in a football club, and I put it out in the world and spoke it to people and told everyone I want to work in a football club, and then um, put out the put out the, the design work around that because I wanted to yeah. work in a football club. So I had to design work so people would know I'm all right at doing that stuff. I can do that stuff. And then someone came over to me and said, "Oh, look, we've got a job off you. Let's uh, let's put you forward for the uh, for the job." So it happens. Like this is exactly what you're saying as well. Like if you if you see it, you, you believe it, you can do it, and you, you put the work out there, and you tell enough people, someone will reach out to you. Definitely, definitely. Um, I have I have had a lot of people ask me questions like, "Oh, how did you do it? Uh, how do I start my career?" You know, because over over here in Nigeria, like um, 
I mean, this is not me tooting my own horn, but like I have a lot of people. Who, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of people who look up to me in terms of like they they've been following my work since I started just posting random stuff, and um, up till now that uh, I got this um, senior designer role, and you know a lot of them are just like, how did you do it? How did and I'm like, really, like, just put out good stuff, believe in yourself, know your worth, and, you know, just, if you want it, you can get it, but there's no shortcut to success. I mean, for some people, it would take two years, for some, it would take three years, for some, you may be lucky enough to have it in one year, or six months, and all, but I just feel like, just like you said, if you can see it and believe it, then definitely you can achieve it. Ah, oh, that's cool, that. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Um... So do you work mainly with Nigerian clients? Because I reckon there's quite a big market of uh, you working with, I don't know, American clients or, or you know, from UK or, or parts of Europe where you could charge a little bit less because of where you live and your quality of work still be great. Okay, do you mean um, like um, when I freelance or the agency? Yeah, both, yeah. Okay, so um, for the agency, uh, well, I can't say too much about our clients, but we work primarily with um, like high-end Nigerian clients. Um, we're trying to open up to some of the, um, well, we're trying to open up to more clients from around the world. But yeah, that's all I can say about that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, for me, um, I've worked more with um, foreign clients than I have Nigerian clients because um, I always knew what I wanted from day one. I always knew that um, if I was going to be a freelancer or to be like a a good designer, I needed to work with a more diverse client base. And so um, one of the things that I did was um, I, I, I mostly started doing pra um, practice projects that were that looked like foreign clients. I looked like um, clients, like projects from around the world. So I wasn't doing things that looked Nigerian. I was doing a lot of things that looked mm. Swedish. I think I did one for a Swedish rock climber um one for uh dutch music production just different things and from there you know i had clients reach out to me who weren't even nigerian i was like yo this is working and i <laughs> and because of that um just in in some way i was carving a brand for myself um that i put out quality work that can stand in whatever country or wherever in the world so I started attracting Nigerian clients who wanted that same kind of quality and who were willing to invest yeah. in getting that kind of quality. So I wasn't reducing my rates for Nigerian clients. I was charging the exact same thing. I charged um, a client from the U.S. I was charging the exact same thing here in Nigeria, charging the exact same thing for a client in South, South Africa and all that. And um, that's still what I do because... Um, you know, I'm, I am I don't just want to be some local champion who's just really good designing really good stuff for Nigerian brands. I want to compete on a global, um, global scale and still be able to deliver. And also, yeah, my client base is quite diverse around the world. I've worked, I worked a contract, I worked as a contract um, designer, like, um, you know, freelance, they contract stuff to me for some design agency in South Africa, and they had a more diverse client, client base. So for about two nice. three for about two three months i was able to work with clients from india walk um south africa i think one from australia sydney sydney is australia yeah sydney australia and so it was a really good experience for me just opening up myself to that kind of experience and not boxing myself in with just nigerian work and clients yeah mm, 
that's that's really good actually i think i think there's a real opportunity for um for someone like yourself to, to really dominate uh the uk and and uh america market as well or or yeah. like work from nigeria and become really rich <laughs> yeah yeah you can charge like the more expensive prices yeah exactly so the uh oh can you hear me still with me still got you it's all good <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> internet one day we'll get there in person <laughs> for sure um, i had plans to come to um to come to the uk this year but corona unfortunately really yeah, yeah. where are we gonna come um i was usually when or where both yeah when or where <laughs> so initially i had planned to spend the summer like just like a month or two in um in either london london or manchester because i have a couple of friends a lot of friends in the uk and they're like oh let's meet up let's meet up and i think the most central place where everybody was london i think yeah yeah makes sense yeah so i was going to do that but plans changed um for a period of time i was having Mm -hmm. a huge drought of clients and so no money to come and all that so it was it was this is a terrible period for me, but yeah, I'm back on my feet now. Good, good to hear. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come to the UK. I mean, I think that's, if I'm honest, I, I'd love to I'd love to meet up with you, but I think coming you coming over to the UK is more likely than me coming over to Nigeria. And uh, a chat. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> right fine. now. Most likely next year, I, I definitely will. Next year, I definitely Do will. It. Yeah, come, come over for like uh, for a design festival as well, like for, when, when we've got a few design festivals on. Is, that, is there like a much of a community in Nigeria for that sort of stuff? Because we've got things popping up now. We've got a couple of cities where um, you've got design festivals, a three or four day sort of celebration of design and people that talks. Well, uh, I don't think we have anything as big as design festivals, but like we do have um, from time to time, you know, just people trying to or, um, organize things like that, but probably not as huge as it is in the UK or all that, but maybe someday we'll get there. But uh, yeah. But definitely, um, when when do you guys have a uh, design festival? Yeah, uh, I don't actually know the dates because it's probably around <laughs> June, July time. But it would be because of the coronavirus, everyone's delayed their events. Uh, and uh, who knows? Who knows when they are? But it's that monster. Nice. Keeping <laughs> your, your energy up. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of work to do, but yeah, keeping my energy up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe next year um, when the dates are announced, I'll just plan towards it or something. Yeah, that'd be wicked. Yeah, love yeah. love to come and uh, chat with you. But yeah, the um, yeah, it is. You said that the UK is almost like heaven, which is a really strange thing for me to hear. But um, it's one that I, it, it's a compliment. It's a real nice compliment that if I think about it. Mm-hmm. And um, what what do you mean by that? Like, why why is is that sort of seen in like that in Nigeria? Okay, um, uh, it's it's. I think it's generally because of um how things are here compared to how they are there. And um, uh, like I said before, um, a lot of Nigerians, like I think generally a lot of Nigerians are in the UK. Like we have a huge population of people there. And you know, um, aside from people who go there for, um, who go there and do, you know, illegal stuff and all that, most of the people who get, (laughs) most of the people who, who are doing genuine things there who are, working and all that they, they're thriving there they're living good lives they are living much better lives than they probably would if they were here and all and so i think um for a lot of us nigerians it's really 
it's really um, just blissful to be able to live somewhere where you have that peace of mind and where, um, you know, if you have all your papers complete, if you're doing legal stuff and all that, like, there's going to be nobody to disturb you. You know, you're just doing living life easy in, in quotes. And for me as a designer, um, I think the design space in the UK is much more um, rich than here in Nigeria. So um, just like you said, you have things like design festivals. Um, so yeah, it, yeah. it would be such a great opportunity for me to be in like for three days or two days, just being surrounded by like the best designs in the country. Yeah, man, we'll take you around the UK. We'll, we'll come on the podcast tour. We'll do that. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Get your and, networked up. Yeah, you know, beauty, exactly, for even networking, um, learning about history of design and all that. I just feel like the UK would be a really good place to, you know, settle and be able to thrive as a designer, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's, it's, it's a really good, really good insight. Like, I think we don't know, um, and this is, this is something that I, I always think about and um, probably a little bit too much. Well, maybe not a little. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling more and more grateful for the starting position that I've had, and I'm thinking a lot about it recently. And um, Obviously, you, we can't choose where we're being born, right? We can't, no. You can't choose anything like that. So being born in, in the UK, I'm, I'm becoming more and more grateful for that. And I think uh, it's something that we don't talk about enough um, coming from the UK, especially maybe it's a woke thing i don't know maybe it's like a, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a thing like young young people thinking about um and i'm you know yeah, everybody just wants, like to th- everybody just wants to make just wants to make money now so like nobody has time to just sit there and oh i'm grateful for where i'm born <laughs> <laughs> i sound yeah. like i sound so soft but it's 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 a real that's a real like a real thing and i think you get a lot of good feelings by feeling grateful for where you start and where you are and having a roof over your head, your head and being able to complain about the weather and not worrying about you know, <laughs> certain things going on. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to um, a friend of mine who is Irish and he knows someone in, um, in Israel, right? And he was talking to them about the Gaza Strip and, and all the, the, the civil war and stuff. You know, it was terrible, terrible stuff that's happening over there. Um, I'm sure it's similar for, for, Amer- um, for some African countries as well. Like, mm-hmm when you have several wars and, and uh, we're, we're so lucky not to have to worry about that. And um, like in, in London, you could, it's literally the equivalent of in London, it could be absolutely fine. And then in Manchester, it literally could be a war zone. That's the same as like Israel in the, in like uh, Tel Aviv and Gaza. Mm-hmm. It's that blows my mind how they don't think about it and they don't sort of, sort of block it out and they try not to think about it. Yeah. But in the back of their minds, it must be really infuriating, like really burning <laughs> hole. And we, we're so lucky not to think about that. I know that's a, that's a real sort of powerful example, and it should be. And even stuff we've seen recently with uh, with Lebanon, like speaking to designers from there mm-hmm. as well, and like creators and, and understanding their situation, and yeah, it's, it's it's I honestly I find it so I find it really um, amazing, and and you get a lot of a lot of gratitude from that from talking to people. Yeah, I I feel like um, I mean as, just like you said, I'm talking with a lot of people from other places in the world you get to appreciate where you are more yeah. you get to you know the appreciate the little things and 2020 has done a great job in helping us appreciate the good times and <laughs> because god what is happening this year <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it from that point of view though because a lot of people don't they don't think about that stuff they just think oh the world's terrible but they don't think about the people that got it worse than that 
Yeah. I know this isn't really the podcast for this talk, but I think it's uh, I think it's an important one to have. Yeah, it is. I, I think so too. Um, uh, starting from everything that has happened um, from beginning of the year, um, the I think it was the Australian fire. Um, yeah. to the Amazon, I think the Amazon um, rainforest had a fire too sometime. Yeah, yeah. The coronavirus, you know, all those things happening. Um, and it's it just really helps put a lot of things in perspective. It really helps you to appreciate the little things. Um, I think it was um John John Bresciani. He tweeted recently how that he's got a roof over his head. He's got his family, and you know they're all safe together. And that's something to really be grateful for um you know a lot of designers were really complaining when the corona hits oh they don't have clients they don't have this they don't have that yeah i mean i mean i got affected by it too but at least i still have my lungs i still have my nose i still have like everything i'm i'm safe i'm safe and for me that's 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 something to be grateful for so i mean one how, how does that phrase go if there is life there is hope or how does that phrase go? There is always hope if there is life or something. I don't know how the phrase goes. I don't remember, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, it's, um, it's true. Yeah. It's lovely, and it's yeah. um, something that would be would be more should be more used in the Western world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep calling it the Western world? I mean, like when I say the Western world, I mean America and the UK. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there's, I'm sure like most of Europe's included in that as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, deep chat, but I like it. It's good. But um, yeah. So, so how do you guys perceive the industry? How do you guys perceive like design and where where it's going, where the world is going? Because you can, you can, like I said, account you can work for anyone these days, and you can use the internet to your advantage. Like I'm talking to you now on the internet, mm. and uh, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, it, it's such a powerful tool that I think, I think it, it could really change. Like in twenty years' time, we could really see. The design industry shift to more people that aren't typically in the uk or us being these design legends we're, mm-hmm. more, we're gonna have more from india or we're gonna have more from nigeria or we're gonna have more from other parts of the world and it's gonna be great mm-hmm. hopefully uh, i feel like um i was I, I was talking to a friend about this exact same thing last week and i told him that slowly but um but obviously like apparently we can see that the world is leaning more on design um, whether it's visual design, whether it's um, technical design, whatever, we can just see that a lot of decisions are being made based off design. And if we come down to graphic design, we also see like it's really um, becoming more prominent around the world. And sooner or later, if you do not value or appreciate design, you will fall like you will clearly be like outside of this great circle of people who are seeing its importance and um, its value. And so, which is why um, for the, for the Nigerian space, like I'm, I'm very conscious about making people aware about good design because soon, like if businesses don't start leaning in on design, because the way it is right now, customers or clients or your audience, they are starting to understand design. Where make designers around the world are making design more, more. Uh, well, it has always been that way, but people are starting to know it's more. People are starting to recognize it more, and people are starting to lean into it. People are starting to get attracted to it, and so for businesses, for people who are still, you know, going 
going the old way now nah, nah, design isn't that important it will be clear in a few years time maybe 20 years maybe 30 years that they they're going to be the old school they're going to be the boomers of their time <laughs> but um talking generally now design i feel like design is going to be a a a massive um 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 industry in the coming years because a lot of things are leaning on design now um and because of the internet like you said um people are are having access to more and more tools more and more knowledge more and more ways to expand the already um existing ideas of design and applications of design and so um we have people even right now we have people from countries that are like lesser known but we have these people who are standing out in their industries and are coming out as oh this person is a design leader this person is making waves in nigeria this person is making waves in india this person is making waves in israel and all that and yeah, I, I I just think generally we're going to see a lot of that happening in the coming years. We're going to see a lot of countries come into the lights just because they are doing well in the design industry. We're going to see a lot of people who are just going to pop out from nowhere like pop, 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 pop. design, 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 design. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's what I that's what I really believe. I think design is going to cause a major shift in the way the world perceives things. And yeah, yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. That's, um, also, do you think with, with if robots take over the world, do you think, do you think that uh, do you think that design will be still important? Because I I think I think personally, design um, yeah, it's aesthetic, but there's also you know, that reasoning. There's that human um, meaning behind it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping. So I'm hoping like if robots do take over the world, and especially over here, we've got like things like uh, self service checkouts, and and all these things are still made by humans, but they're all they're robots doing human jobs right so i think so if, like, <laughs> i think yeah. design is that one thing that robots will not necessarily be able to to replicate or to i mean except we're talking about like you design a robot that is exactly like a human being things like human but no i think that you that human that human-centered approach to design is exactly what makes design what it is because different people perceive design differently different people approach design differently and i don't think any robots will be able to replicate that so <laughs> nah, they can take over the world but they're probably going to have like a like a chamber full of designers and anytime they need designers it's like okay come out you're free <laughs> that kind of stuff so yeah that's what i believe <laughs> that's good that's good yeah. if you uh if you had to say in 10 years time where would you want to be and where would you want the nigerian design scene to be what would you say in ten years' time, first of all, I, I like I I would love to be in the UK in ten years' time, like settled. So you so you do want to move over the UK, yeah? Yeah, I do. I do plan either the UK or Canada. Um, oh, I'm yeah, still, Canada's a cool place. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> trying to make up my mind, but I'm leaning more on the UK right now. Um, so in ten years' time, I'm hoping to be in the UK. You know, settled, um, running my own studio or design school. One of one of the both. One of both. Wow, okay. Nice. Yeah, and um, if yeah, yeah, um, and for the Nigerian design space in in you know ten years time, with the way it's going, with the way um a lot of people are taking interest in design now, and um even with the slow but obvious um um uh growth of design awareness in the country, I believe that in ten years time, I think 
Nigerian design space will be much more important and much more valued than it is right now. So businesses, um, um, even individuals will see and know the importance of design much more and it will be more important than it is right now, at least a lot more, hopefully in 10 years. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. That's amazing that you want to come over. You want to come to the UK and, and set up a school or, or your own design studio. I think that's amazing. That's a that's a really cool aspiration to have. Um, yeah. How about you? Yeah. Man? So just, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, ten years is a long time. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can plan that far ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I want to go around the world, traveling around the world whilst working for football clubs. Um, that's actually. Borussia <laughs> Dortmund. America somewhere. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to live the life of a footballer, but as a designer. As a designer, <laughs> uh, that that is that is a good one. I I don't think I've ever been a fan of traveling the world, like um that kind of always being on the move, kind of life. Because mm. uh, I get homesick real quick. Like if I yeah. tr- if I travel for like two months, I start to feel like I need to go back home. So I can't live that kind of life. But I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. Um, it's a pretty decent decent one plus it it will be a great opportunity to also see design from around the world like to live in different design spaces you know so going to germany going to um the us and all that as a traveling um football designer i think it will be a really great opportunity for you man <laughs> it'd be cool it'd be cool although i just have to find someone like, my only issue, right, is is housing and then partner. Like, if I if I yeah. a partner uh, in England, like, what happens if they don't want to? If they don't want to move, then I'm I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, there's plenty yeah. of football clubs here in the UK, though, so we're all good. We'll be fine. Um, nah, that's a, such a but that that is like the ideal selfish route to go down um, <laughs> at the moment for me. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Even if it's even if it's like freelancing for those those clubs around the world, I think it'd be amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to love to welcome you over to the UK because I think I think we all need more experiences of of people from other countries and, and even chatting with them on, on Zoom or just just understanding people's situations. Um, I think that would help the world. And, um, yeah. and yeah, it'd help the design scene. And uh, if you come over to the UK, you're more enough. If I set up a studio and uh, one day, and all welcome to come and come and do some work for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So this was a great chat. Think I'm gonna have to go soon. No worries. It's been an hour. I appreciate you doing this. Um, yeah. Thank you so, so much for so, having yeah, me, man. <laughs> <laughs> where can people uh, Where can people find you and check you out? Okay, um, I'm on I'm on Instagram, uh, Feeny dot design. That's F I Y I N dot design. Um, I'm on Twitter, Feeny design. So remove the dot and uh, I'm on Behance, Feeny Adeni, F I Y I N A D E N I Y I. Nice. So they nice. just they probably have to slow down the podcast to listen to it. F I Y I. Yeah. Um. One one question I need to ask you before you go is: What's your best purchase under a hundred dollars or Nigerian dollars or whatever you have over there? What's my best? <laughs> Maybe not a hundred. <laughs> uh, what's yeah? What's your best purchase under? Let me do the conversion in a minute. <laughs> I'll just have to do the conversion. I think I don't know what hundred hundred uh, British pounds is. Uh, fifty thousand Nigerian. Fifty thousand Naira. Naira, yeah. 
Uh, I think the best thing I've purchased on there that price was uh, my graphics tablet. So I have a um, Hue, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Hueon or Hueon or something. So yeah, I purchased the graphics tablet and I think it's the best thing I've, I've bought for under that price. Nice. That's a great. That's a great answer. Yeah, I got a Wacom, and and that's changed my life. It's so much quicker than a mouse. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really appreciate this, and it's great chatting with you. Um, this podcast will go out soon as well. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs>